This episode of UK Low Carb Podcast is sponsored by Deliciously Guilt Free. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to our latest Tuesday series. For the next few weeks, I'm joined by Katie Caldesi. Katie is a low-carb chef and with her husband John Carlo owns a Caldesi restaurant in Marylebone, London and also in Bray, Berkshire. Each week, Katie will teach me a low-carb recipe, so stay tuned so that you can add that Caldesi magic to your low-carb creations. I'll now hand over to Katie to see what's cooking today. Welcome back, everyone, to another Tuesday, another episode of UK Low Carb, and I'm joined again by my good friend Katie Caldesi. Hi, Katie. Welcome back to the show. Hi there. Thank you. Very nice to be here again. Now, um, just for those who don't know, so Katie um, is, well, well, many things to say about Katie. She's written 15 cookbooks now. um, And since John Carlo had his diagnosis of type 2 diabetes, he's now put into remission. They really went into the adventure of um, looking into low carb and how to make delicious, really tasty food, but just by taking the carbs out. They have two restaurants, and in their restaurants, they have uh, low carb options, and they tell you exactly how much carb is in the food as well, which I think is quite interesting. That's something you just don't get these days, is it? But yet you're leading an innovation in the restaurant industry, which is amazing. Um, And today you've got another recipe for us, which is, if I get this right, Shopsky cheese. Is that right? That's right. Shopsky cheese. Yes. Well, you said it. I knew Shopska salad, which I guess has got that cheese in it, but I didn't realise that's what the name of the cheese was. So what's your Um, link to Bulgaria? Well, it's not the name of the cheese. It's the name of the people that live in Sofia in Bulgaria, and they were known as the Shopsky people. I didn't know that. Okay. Okay. So any recipe with Shopsky or Shopska in it means that it's from Sofia, the capital city of Bulgaria. And uh, I read about Bulgarian food and I thought, oh, that's something I haven't really delved into before. So just about two weeks before the first lockdown, Giancarlo and I took ourselves off to, off to Bulgaria. And we were all talking about this COVID thing going, ah, oh, it'll never happen. It'll never come over here. And <laughs> gosh, how awful that would be. Yeah. You know, little did we know. And we, we got back in was... just into the country just in time. Barely started. it. So I've actually yeah. got um, through a family connection. We there's a, a link to Bulgaria, and so I went there a few years ago, and um, I didn't know anything about the country whatsoever. But the food is just out of this world. When I got there, I was yes. surprised by how good the food is. It's really fresh. I mean, I've never had vegetables like I have in in Bulgaria, yeah. and then the, the wines and everything, which you don't seem to get in this country, um, but it's so cheap, and yet the quality is just fantastic. We're around the Black Sea area. Um, oh, and so, lovely, yeah. yeah, so some of the foods there and actually really, really good food for low carb as well. I noticed they did a lot yeah. of these very rich fatty sauces with the uh, meat dishes yes. and you could kind of avoid the carb options very easily. So well, that, that's what I thought. And when I went there, I tried to explain to people I'm here on this kind of low carb research and they didn't know what I meant. So I had to kind of explain like the carbohydrates. I don't want potatoes. I don't want bread. I don't want rice. And they were like, oh, you've come to the wrong place. Our, our place is very carb heavy. But I thought, no, I'm, I really believe I can pick and choose and I can work my yeah. way around. And so when I was writing our 30 minute diabetes book, which is all low carb and gluten free, about 10 of those recipes are from Bulgaria. So it was the right place to go. And I would recommend a long weekend in Sofia and Plovdiv which I love the name of Plovdiv. Plovdiv, it's most a great. fascinating city. Absolutely fascinating. 
amazing Roman um, ruins there, great food, quirky shops, really, really lovely. So do have a, a weekend in Plovdiv. Love that. And Take that on board, everyone. I'll see you there. <laughs> so in Bulgaria, they have these lovely dishes, and I will, I'm sure I'll say this wrong, so I will apologise to um, Bulgarians now, but Guvesh is um, this little beautiful uh, terracotta pots uh, that are hand-painted, and they often have a little hole in the top. And you make your Shopsky cheese in this dish. So I don't have one. Um, but so I'm going to use this little earthenware pot here, which is about the size of my hand. And it's, it is a handmade, um, ceramic bowl. And I'm going to put some, some foil over the top. So I'm going to make my own guvesh. Okay. And then I've got a little enamel dish here, which comes with a lid. And um, I'm going to use that for the other one. So this this serves two. So okay. I'm going to butter the dish because butter just makes everything taste amazing. But also because then my egg, when I crack my egg into this dish, won't stick to the the um, the enamel or it won't stick to the ceramic dish either. So a bit of butter in the bottom of your dish, which I'm just using my finger to put this on. And just and to say, those dishes, when you're in Bulgaria, they're just stunningly beautiful, aren't they? They've got lovely artwork I know, on them. And um, I should have brought one back, but I thought, oh, will I use it? But actually, it turns out, yes, I would have done. Yeah. Which, and then you get yeah. so many dishes served like that, where they come straight out of the oven to your yeah. table, take them out, and they've got these yeah. lovely... There's one I had with like a, a beautiful picture, actually. I'll find it somewhere, and it's got a chili on top with cheese, um, and it. it's just oh, stunningly beautiful food as yeah, well. Yeah, the, the food's um, great, isn't it? I, I would go back to Bulgaria, definitely. And as you say, really cheap as well and um, very friendly people and easy to find people who would do tours and food tours for me. Yeah, So definitely. I'm just, I've just put some onion in the base of both dishes. So this is um, okay. chopped up onion. And uh, then I'm going to put just a few little cherry tomatoes in the bottom there. Love it, yeah. And then on the cherry tomato, I've got... 100 grams of feta cheese here, which I'm dividing in half, and I'm going to put um, half in one dish and half in another. So if you like, there's a there's um, a buttered dish. It's got onions and tomatoes on top, and it's got a cube, quite a, a big fat cube of um, feta cheese on top. And then I'm going to scatter in some cooked ham. This could be bacon if you have like bacon. You could leave this out. You could put a different kind of cheese in. You could put blue cheese in or a bit of cheddar or something if you don't want to put meat inside. Or you could put yesterday's roast meat. You know, you could put chicken in it or... um. Well, I just need to tell people, we're actually recording this at 20 past 12 uh, in the afternoon. And I'm I'm suddenly incredibly hungry. Um, I'm really hungry too. My fast isn't feeling like such a good idea now. I just want to break it right away and uh, and start eating. So all those things you just said are just my go-to foods, completely are. Yeah. Um, you know, cheese, meat, uh, onion, tomatoes, just the flavours of those things are lovely. Mm. Um, and Ooh, the great thing with this is if you're going more keto – you just would, I guess, not have the onion in the tomato so much or at all. Uh, yeah. and, if you, and if you're a bit more relaxed, low carb, then you can, you know, you've got options to make it your own, which I love about this. Yeah. Um, so you could yeah. have um, shredded cooked chicken in there as well if you want to bump up, bump up the protein. Yeah. Yeah. So perfect. I've got some um, chili here. So it's a red chili. Ooh, and I've just tasted this is perfect it. Perfect for me. Okay. This is my dish now. Okay. Yeah. I've just tasted it from around the middle of the chili, not the end of the chili, the middle of it. 
where okay. the seeds and the pith are to gauge the heat of this. I mean, it's quite hot, so med- mild to medium hot, I would say. Oh, geez, they're interesting, aren't they? Because I actually had only just yeah. yesterday, funny enough, I chopped a chili up and I had some from the tip and it wasn't remotely hot at all. And I thought, this chili's a dud. Then I had some in the middle and it took my head ah. off. So clearly exactly. the heat's around the seed area and, the, it, and as yes, you say, the pit. it's not actually so much in the seeds. That's a bit of a myth. Oh, is it's, it? It's in the pith that holds the seeds on is where the okay. main heat comes from. So you can't, that's why you shouldn't taste it from the edge. You should taste right. it um, from around the middle. So you get a good gauge of how hot your chili is. And only then do you know how much to add. So as a recipe writer, I always used to say, add one hot chili, one red chili, or add half yeah. a chili. You know, of course, I have no idea how hot your chili is. So that was daft. So you could also use plum tomatoes in here, you know, a tin of tomatoes or a little bit of passata. Yeah. I just think it's a one of them is a bit mean on tomatoes. So I'm going to add a bit more in there. Okay. And then what I'm going to do is crack an egg just Again, slightly down to food. one side. Yeah, and in this one, this bit slightly bigger bowl, I could put two eggs in there if I wanted to. So if you want this as your, you know, your nice brunch or something, you might want to put two eggs in there. Then those are done. All I need to do is put a little bit of pepper and salt on top. And again, you probably don't need too much salt because you've got feta in there. Um, yeah, yeah. And you've got a bit of ham in there as well. But I think, you know, an egg without salt is like music wrong, without... isn't it? Yeah. Or dancing without music, rather. So, yeah, you just need a bit of salt on an egg. And so a bit splashed around there. And then that's it, really. That's all I'm going to put. I put some um, parsley on there. I could have put coriander... Um, but I've chosen to put parsley on. And now I'm going to make my lid. So one of them has this little enamel lid. Right. So I put that Perfect. one on. And the other one, I'm going to tuck my foil in and then maybe just leave the foil peeping up a little bit so that um, it's instead of having a hole in the lid. So these can go into the oven, which is on at 200 degrees fan or 220 without the fan. And... 425 Fahrenheit or gas mark seven. And they Love go it. in for around, let me just remind myself how long they're going for. They go in for around 20 minutes. But okay. my little one in the enamel might be a bit quicker. I mean, that's almost like a meal in its own right, isn't it? All in it just one meal. I mean, dish, it was, yeah. It was um, the, this lady, Svetlana, um, gave it to us as um, as a breakfast, actually. Right. but. But she said her son often has it, and then he puts two or even three eggs in into his bowl Perfect. to make it um, more substantial. And she used little tiny chilies, and she just put the chili on the side. So um, it's sort of the flavor pervades through the Shopsky cheese, through this little dish. But it's not, if you want to, you can just remove it. Yes, but I, yeah, I didn't okay. have a little chili. I only had this sort of very big one, so... That's why I put that one in instead. Wonderful. So now that's in the oven, I imagine the smells are going to be incredible. I mean, I'm on the listeners on, on this one. I can't actually smell, but I would imagine the smell is going to be incredible. So let's just now wait 20 minutes. And when it's ready, it'll come out and we'll see what it's what the results are. So now by the power of uh, the technology we have, we've now skipped forward that 20 minutes. And now we're going to see what the Shopsky cheese looks like. So Katie's now bringing it out of the oven. And um, all the little dishes, I can't wait to see what they look like inside. <laughs> I really can't. 
I, I just, I've got imagination and I can just think, yeah, they're going to be delicious. The cheese is going to be melted. There'll be crispy bits of onion and bacon. And I'm about to chew my arm off here. So um, I can't obviously <laughs> wait. Uh, well, yeah, I was absolutely fine for this recording. I don't know what happened. I'm suddenly now really, really starving. So um, <laughs> I was going to say it's the smell of the food, but it's not because you it's can't not. smell it. No, it's the imagination so, of the smell of the food, I think. So, okay, so this, are, these are your dishes. Let's have a little look then. So into the little one. So this was the little enamel dish. Ooh. So you can see here that um, the uh, tomatoes have sort of melted down in here and the egg oh. is cooked. So... Um, as I just cut into that, you can wow. see the the egg in there, and I can smell bacon, onions. Um, well, not bacon, but it was ham. It was. I don't know how, ham. but I can too, and I'm not even there. But it's just my my brain is saying, "Come on, eat some of this." That looks incredible, um, Katie. I think I might have to eat some because my mouth is watering. And this is the other one. I feel, ah, I feel so gutted for you. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> this is the other one. The egg is, is very soft, so it depends on how you like it. You could put that back in, but there's the yolk running into the rest oh. of the mixture. And what happens with the feta cheese is that it goes soft and sort of spongy. So I might just have to try a bit of that feta cheese and a bit of the egg that's hot, slightly more done here. Rather wow. than burn myself on that one. I'm so actually I took thinking, my smaller one you, out. You could earlier. do a big kind of tagine type sort of pot thing as yeah. well for like a family get together, couldn't you? And just have it on the table to serve up and mm. everyone take a spoonful of it. Is that good? Mm. Great. Okay. Well, as we've just lost Katie now because she's enjoying a, a meal. Um, <laughs> my Shopsky cheese. I just, so, okay, I'm very, I'm definitely coming over now. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the Shopsky cheese. Uh, how easy great... is that? Why were we not doing that for years? Why yeah. have I never discovered that dish before? You know, it's amazing. It, and it's if you so say easy, you could do isn't a it? Big family yeah. one, you could put lumps of sort of cooked spinach in it, cooked and squeezed spinach to yeah. bump up the vegetables a bit. Oh, you know, yeah, so spinach and blue cheese do. would be amazing. Oh, that, I know, it? I know. It's just, oh. Once you get that, you think, actually, it took me 10 minutes to put that together. 20 minutes cooking time maximum. The little little one was only about 14 minutes. Wonderful. So oh, everyone just listening, I want to say um, that's that's our episode for today, the Shopsky cheese. Um, according to Katie, it tastes delicious and smells delicious. And from the looks, I think it looks stunning. Uh, so I want to say a massive thank you for today's episode, Katie. And before we go, what's going to be our next recipe next week? I want to show you how to make cauliflower couscous. It's a vibrant dish full of colour, flavour, spices that will rival a traditional couscous anytime. Fantastic. I can't wait. So you've had the brown bread, you've got the Shopsky cheese and now some couscous as well. Thank you, Katie. Have a great week and I'll see Thank you next you, time. Thank you and you. Thank you.